Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, it's Thomas Party. Welcome to this edition of Arsenal Audio Magic Program. Arsenal versus Tottenham Hotspur, Sunday, September the 24th, 2023. Kickoff, 2 p.m. The contents: captain's notes around Arsenal, sustainability, player feature: Martin Odegaard, community voice, foundation voice, academy young gun: Zhang Shuaib. Around the academy, women, visitors: Tottenham Hotspur. Match Action, PSV Eindhoven, and Teams. Odegaard, Captain's Notes. We've been looking forward to today's match ever since the final whistle blew on Wednesday, and now we can't wait to get out there. Martin was speaking to Josh James. Photography, Stuart McFarlane. David Price. I'm the same as most people, I'm sure, when I say these are the games I look for when the fixture calendar comes out. The North London derby is always a big occasion, and that's definitely the case this afternoon. From what I've seen of Tottenham so far this season, they look better than last year. They're playing differently, maybe having more possession, and of course they have a different manager and some new players, so you'd expect a new style from them. They have a lot of quality players, and they have started the season well, so we have to be ready and be at our best this afternoon. We've got some new players too, of course, but everyone knows what this fixture is about. Even if you've been playing for a different team, you know how special this game is and how important it is. They will feel it straight away going into a game like this. For me, I felt it from the first time. I remember the week before the first derby I played was a little bit different. The atmosphere at the training ground and everyone around was a little bit more excited. A few nerves too, maybe, but it's a great feeling. The good thing for us as well is that we can come into this game feeling very good after our win on Wednesday. And the way we performed against PSV was really pleasing. We had the motivation and energy to put in a good display right from the start. 
to be back in that competition is huge for us as a club and you could see how much we enjoyed it out on the pitch. There are some things we can still improve, but it was a good game from us and a great way to start the group stage. We're in the Champions League this year to compete. We are in it to fight to go all the way. So we've set the standards now with that first game and now we need to keep working hard. I was eager to get on the score sheet all night. I got a good ball from Reese. My first touch wasn't good enough, but I took another one. Found the space around the corner and it went in, so I was pleased. The atmosphere again was amazing. We could sense it was a special night for everyone, from the Champions League anthem and then throughout the game. You were brilliant again, so we want to thank you all for that. Now the challenge is to do it again today. From now on, we will be playing two games a week for most of the season, hopefully. And I think the squad is set up and ready for that. We have the depth, so many players fighting for each position. And for me personally, I prefer to play a lot of games anyway. I love playing every three or four days. It's great, so I will never complain too much about that. It changes your routines, of course. The sessions are different, more focused around recovery. And again, that's something I enjoy taking care of my body and doing all the right things to get ready. In training, we have to be a bit smarter. It might be a lower intensity, but we have to do all the usual things in terms of tactics and making sure we are fully prepared for each game. I love that rhythm, and anyway, when you have big games to look forward to, I think that makes it easier to recover. You have a lot to look forward to. Finally, Hopefully you have seen the news by now that I have signed a new long-term contract. It was a really easy decision for me for lots of reasons. Mainly what we are doing right now as a club is special, and I want to be a part of that. I am really excited for what's to come here. I have found a place where I can be really settled and call my home. My story is a bit different maybe, as I have moved around different clubs since I was 16. At Arsenal since the first day I felt great, and this is definitely my home now. I want to say thanks to everyone working at the club and of course you, our fantastic supporters. I feel like we've been through a lot together already since I've been here. When I joined it was in Covid times so it was very different to play without supporters at matches. You are also important for us. For the energy you give us and how excited we feel going into the games with the crowd behind us. The confidence we get going into games here at the Emirates is a massive thing, so it was weird to play without the fans. I remember when supporters came back for the first time after Covid against Brighton. It was like 10,000 in the stadium, but it was such a big difference. We have seen lots of examples of how you've helped us in games recently, even in our last Premier League match here. Manchester United scored, but you all stuck with us, applauded us, and that gave us the energy to come straight back. We scored after a minute. So that's always really appreciated. Together we all have big ambitions for the future, the players and the supporters. We're back in the Champions League now, on the biggest stage where Arsenal should be. It's nice to feel this expectation around the club now. We know you're behind us and really believe in us. I enjoy this little pressure that you have to perform and people expect you to do well, but also you have to stay focused. For us, the main thing is just to focus on how we can improve as a team. 
how we can take new steps all the time, and how we can push each other every day in training to get a little bit better. On behalf of the team, thanks again for your brilliant support on Wednesday. Let's make it a special one again today. Around Arsenal, we're back. It was a memorable, if very wet, return to the UEFA Champions League on Wednesday night after a six-year absence from the competition. Our superb performance in the 4-0 win over PSV Eindhoven threw up a number of eye-catching facts and figures. Three players scored their first-ever Champions League goals during our win. For Bukayo Saka and Leandro Trossard, it was a goal-scoring debut in the competition and both also chipped in with an assist as well. Martin Odegaard also registered for the first time in the Champions League, though he had played a couple of group stage games before while with Real Madrid and a Champions League qualifier back when he was 15 for first club Stromgotzet. Gabriel Jesus was our other scorer on the night. That was the Brazilian's 21st in the Champions League, with all his previous strikes coming while he was at Manchester City. The victory represented the first time we have started a group stage campaign with victory on match day one since we saw off Marseille 2-1 in 2013. It's also our biggest winning margin on match day one since we beat Sporting Braga 6-0 back in 2010. In addition, the four goals inched us closer to a major milestone here at Emirates Stadium. We have now amassed 989 goals in all competitions since moving here in 2006. Those goals have come from 469 matches and are broken down as follows. Premier League 676, Champions League 126, League Cup 66, Europa League 61, FA Cup 60. How long until we reach 1,000? UEFA Youth League returns too. It wasn't quite such a strong start in the UEFA Youth League for the Gunners. Al Mehmet's under-19 succumbed 2-1 to a very strong PSV side, despite Ethan Nwaneri putting us ahead after half an hour. Emir Bars equalised for the Dutch outfit later in the first half and went on to claim a winner in the second half through a deflected free kick. A full report of the match at Meadow Park will appear in our programme versus Manchester City in a fortnight. Leah, the voice of Arsenal Leah Williamson became the first England women's footballer and first Arsenal player to take to the stage at the United Nations on Tuesday, where she made an impassioned plea to challenge gender stereotypes and level the playing field for girls around the world. Leah joined world leaders in New York for the UN Sustainability Development Goals SDGs Summit. Our central defender told the audience at the UN about her recent visit to Za'atari in Jordan, the largest Syrian refugee camp in the world, where she saw firsthand what football has done for girls and entire communities there through the work of the Arsenal Foundation and Save the Children. Sport has the power to change lives, but it's still not a level playing field for so many girls around the world, said the England skipper. Football definitely changed my life. 
After visiting the Za'atari refugee camp, I've seen firsthand how our football program, Coaching for Life, is helping the girls in the camp cope better with the challenges they face. Almost all women footballers will have a story about the challenges they face taking up the game. But at least in countries like England and America, we had a chance. In some countries, girls have social restrictions that limit their access to playing football, and that has to change. Through the Arsenal Foundation's work with Save the Children, we've shown how we can empower girls through sport and how boys can play an active role on that journey. In 2018, the Arsenal Foundation and Save the Children combined their expertise to launch Coaching for Life, a programme that uses the power of football to build a sense of belonging and improve the physical, mental and emotional well-being of children and their families affected by the Syrian war. Leah recently visited Za'atari with the Arsenal Foundation and Save the Children to see the impact that Coaching for Life was having on children and families in the camp. When the programme started, just a handful of girls took part, but now, on its fifth anniversary, it has made the significant breakthrough of having an equal number of girls and boys graduating from the programme. At first, fathers in the camp were reluctant for their daughters to get involved, but then relented, said Leah. They saw how their daughters became empowered. We are now moving towards a gender-transformative approach in the camp, and this is key all around the world as well, to address deep-rooted stereotypes. We need to involve men and boys in the conversation about positive masculinity and the barriers women and girls face. Leah concluded by highlighting the long journey still to travel. 2023 marks the halfway point in the UN's Sustainable Development Goals. My message to everyone is that we have a big second half ahead, but if we work together, we can get the result we need. I've seen the progress at Za'atari, but there's still so much more to do to level the playing field for girls around the world. We need to harness the power of sport and make sure we don't leave girls behind. Five Star Supporters Clubs welcoming supporters clubs to Emirates Stadium on their special match day. For the North London derby, we have a very special delegation of supporters clubs this afternoon from across the Gunner Globe. Welcome to Arsenal Shanghai, celebrating their 20th anniversary this year and now boasting over 4,500 registered members. They also have over 50,000 online members built on the fact they originally began as an online platform. Also with us are Arsenal Macedonia, who became official members in 2006 with just 10 members and are now over 200 strong with members from all over the country. Arsenal Singapore are also represented today. They set up officially in 2007 after noticing the huge Gunners' support in their country and have 400 members and 14,000 followers on Facebook. From Africa, we have Arsenal Algeria, who have grown to over 1,000 members since forming in 2010. They have members all over Northern Africa, and there's always an Arsenal Algeria presence at Arsenal home games. Arsenal Lebanon were officially registered in 2018 and have swelled to 250 official members. Ticket news. Home tickets. 
Arsenal Women versus Liverpool Women's Super League, Sunday, October 1st, kick-off 2pm. Tickets for this match remain on general sale until Friday, September 29th at 5pm. Last chance to purchase tickets for this game will be on Sunday, October 1st until half-time. Arsenal versus Manchester City, Premier League, Sunday, October 8th, kick-off 4.30pm. Tickets are on sale to Silver, Cannon, Red and JG members via the ticket exchange service until 1.30pm on Sunday, October 8th. Arsenal Women versus Aston Villa, Women's Super League, Sunday, October 15th, kick-off 2pm. Tickets for this match remain on general sale until Friday, October 13th at 5pm. Last chance to purchase tickets for this game will be on Sunday, October 15th until half-time. Arsenal vs Sheffield United, Premier League, Saturday, October 28th, kick-off 3pm. Tickets for this match are on sale to Silver, Cannon, Red and JG Gunner members via the ticket exchange service until 12pm on Saturday, October 28th. Away tickets. Brentford vs Arsenal, Carabao Cup, Wednesday, September 27th, kick-off 7.45pm, GTEC Community Stadium. Tickets for this match sold out to Platinum Gold and Travel Club members with 40-plus away points. Bournemouth vs Arsenal. Premier League, Saturday, September 30th, kick-off 3pm, Vitality Stadium. Tickets for this match sold out to Platinum Gold and Travel Club members with 45-plus away points. Ref Watch. Today's referee is 36-year-old Robert Jones from Merseyside. Robert has officiated just four Arsenal matches in his career, and we are yet to be defeated. His most recent match in charge was the 3-1 home win over Chelsea last season, and he also refed the 1-1 draw at Southampton and 2-1 home win over Aston Villa in 2022-23. His only other Gunners game was the 5-1 Carabao Cup quarter-final win over Sunderland at Emirates. NMR shirts for young role models the No More Red initiative sees Adidas support the long-standing work being done by Arsenal in the community to keep young people safe from knife crime and youth violence. Within that, we are spotlighting the work of young people who have made a positive difference, and at today's game are Tony and Gavin, two outstanding local young people. Tony is the founder of Yes Outdoors, a pioneering youth charity operating in Islington and the surrounding areas. Tony set up the charity in the wake of the 2011 London riots to support disadvantaged young Londoners, especially those at risk of offending. By raising their aspirations and equipping them with much-needed skills and tools to improve their confidence, it helps them to pursue healthy activities, form positive interests and relationships, and make more informed life choices. His initiatives include in-depth mentoring schemes, employability skills coaching, accredited bicycle maintenance courses, break the cycle, a homework club, sports activities and adventure-based trips and camps. The focus on adventure and exploration helps the young people develop self-belief and resilience, enabling them to feel positive and excited about their future. Tony works tirelessly for Yes Outdoors on a voluntary basis. Over the years, the charity has helped thousands of young Londoners 
to turn away from criminality and gangs and become positive members of their communities. Gavin has had a journey of involvement with the youth justice system and has been a child in care who used his lived experience to support other young people. He has made positive choices, lives independently, enjoys positive personal relationships and continues to shape services for young people at risk in the community. Gavin, who is also a competitive amateur boxer, is employed by Young Islington as a youth peer advocate. As a youth peer advocate, Gavin's work shapes service delivery for young people and supports the review of the effectiveness of youth justice interventions for young, including knife awareness programmes. He has contributed by sharing his experiences of involvement with the youth justice system and represents the voice of children that is not often heard and has contributed many ideas about how to best support young people like himself. Young Islington could not be prouder of the journey Gavin has made, the support he has accessed and of the young adult he is today. He is an amazing advocate and role model with lived experience for our young people and despite the breadth of his engagement with services, has utilised these to improve his life. Notice Board Happy 18th birthday, Toby and Tony Azzi. Lots of love from all the family. Grandad would be so proud. Happy birthday, Sharon Starr. We hope you have a wonderful day. Best wishes, Mark and Marta. Jose Ahmed, happy 18th birthday. All our love, Mum, Dad, Nicola and William. Damodaran Virasami, a very proud gunner, was here for this derby on his 30th birthday. Happy birthday from your loved ones. Happy 30th birthday, Andy Swan. Love you same. Rachel Kettle, lifelong fan, have a very happy special birthday. Love, Jill and Jane. Wishing Alex Byrne a very happy 13th birthday. Many congratulations, Top Gooner. Happy 21st birthday, Luke and Josh, Derry City and Arsenal Gunners. Happy 18th birthday, Harry King, love from Mum and Lauren. Freddie Dore, happy 18th birthday. We are so proud of you. Enjoy your special day, love Mum and Dad. Jake, enjoy your last game. We'll miss you. Let's hope we win today. Come on, you gunners. Love Charlie, Lizzie and Jack. Charlie Hayes, your first match at the Emirates. We are so proud of you. Mummy, Daddy, Ethan and Ben. Happy third birthday, Braxton George. To Andy, Rory and Matthew, enjoy your first of many matches watching the Arsenal all together. Come on, you gunners. Happy 40th birthday, Adam, stroke Daddy. We love you so much. And we hope you have a great birthday. From Emma, Max and Maya. Dear Jill, I'm still watching the Arsenal. All my love on your birthday, Dad. Happy 25th birthday, Fionn Nuala. By far the greatest sister the world has ever seen. Happy 40th birthday, Jace Gilchrist. An amazing man, dad and husband. Happy birthday, Barry Smith from Ireland. With lots of love from Brian, Emma and Carol. A big Emirates welcome to Shane and Catherine Halligan. Claire Morris, County Mayo, Ireland. Enjoy the game. Love from all the family. Happy first wedding anniversary to my beautiful wife, Emily Langford. I love you more than I love the Arsenal. Just. Greg and James, congratulations on your marriage on September 16th. Wishing you joy, love and happiness together. All my love, Mum. Happy 23rd birthday, Jared O'Donnell. Love from all the Highbury family. Arsenal remembers. Nikhil Big Nick Buldev a devoted fan who sadly passed away from colon cancer aged 40 on June 25th, 2023. Always immaculately dressed in his double-breasted suit and cowboy boots, 
He often rhapsodied about Arsene Wenger and how he revolutionised Arsenal. He was absolutely gutted we missed out on the title last year. Mikel, let's do it this season for Big Nick. Charlie Watson, an aspiring goalkeeper for Norseman FC, based in Edmonton, who loved nothing more than watching his beloved Arsenal at Emirates Stadium. He will be sadly missed by everyone who knew him. Love Danielle, Pete and Ellie. Daniel Hogarth, devoted Arsenal fan, January 18th, 1982 to July 1st, 2023. Loving son, father, brother, nephew. Dearly missed by all who knew him. Philip Garrett, my beloved son, age 31, a lifelong Arsenal supporter who passed away on August 27th, 2023. He was loved and will be so missed by his grieving family. Jane Garrett. Jackie Portway, passed away on August 26th, 2023, age 75, a local Arsenal fan who will be hugely missed and loved by all who knew her. We will miss you, Nan. William Bill Gilbert, in loving memory of a lifelong Arsenal fan who managed to finally get to the Emirates on his 91st birthday before sadly passing away on September 2nd, 2023, at the age of 92. R.I.P. Love the Gilbert family. Julia Rainsford, passed away on August 23rd. She was an avid Arsenal fan since 1967, after emigrating from Ballyhay in Ireland. She will be sorely missed, especially by her sons Tom, Pat and Paul. John Charles Ludwig, you will be missed so much. You are the best dad, husband and granddad. Love your family. Sustainability. Keep it local. Derby Day is one of the most exciting, hotly anticipated days of the year. The North London rivalry creates a unique atmosphere for us all. It is the local element of this game that we love and makes it particularly important to what we talk about within these pages. You may well remember the work we did with several local businesses as we came out of lockdown to help promote our local economy. We have also recently enjoyed a Dragon's Den type event hosted by our friends at CBRE, which gave small and local companies the opportunity to showcase their innovative ideas and services to Arsenal. The businesses were varied in the extreme, from an organisation who specialises in bringing lower represented groups and ex-offenders into the construction industry, to cutting-edge technologies to reduce our energy consumption and drive power generation. It was certainly time well spent, and we will be looking to engaging with our local businesses as we carry on our drive towards lowering our environmental impact. Over recent years, we forged very strong links locally, not least through exciting initiatives such as Arsenal Supporting Supporters. There are some incredible businesses on our doorstep which we are hoping to be able to work with. The benefits of choosing local are many, helping local employment and therefore the local economy, as well as reducing the delivery emissions being just two. Teamwork both our sponsored football teams in Boré, the Lions and the Lionesses, have been helping in the Arsenal Forest recently. Role Models 
The teams helped out at the nursery, which has been very busy recently, as the funding from Arsenal and other projects, allied to perfect growing conditions, has seen the propagation capacity go up from one million seedlings to one and a quarter million seedlings. As is the case across the world, footballers in Bore are seen as role models within their community, and it's great that other youngsters and aspiring players can see them at the Arsenal Forest, taking part in propagation, planting and weeding. Lion Share The Bore Lions even took a break from their training schedules to get into the forest and check on some of our 20 beehives. The group who checked on those beehives all play for the team and are thrilled to represent Arsenal in Kenya. The members of this group were Baraka Kilumo, George Kithuku, Emmanuel Kalama and Baraka Kariza, Swala Masha, Kasunga Kombe and Cosmos Kahindi. All the hives are occupied and producing now, but it will still be some months before they yield any Arsenal honey to treat our taste buds. Be a part of the Arsenal Forest. For more on the project and to buy your own trees for just £1 each, scan the QR code on the sustainability page of the programme. Player Feature, Martin Odegaard We speak to our first team players about what togetherness and team spirit means to them. Our captain talks about his role in bringing together his teammates and the importance of a unified club, even beyond the dressing room. One of the major roles of any captain is to help bring a team together, whether leading by example on the pitch, representing your teammates in meetings, or by being the voice of the club through media work, etc. The privilege of leadership brings plenty of responsibilities. For Martin Odegaard, however, it's a part of the job that comes naturally. Used to being the focal point of his team from a very young age, he relishes the role of leader whenever he steps onto the pitch. Away from match day too, captaining a football club is increasingly a 24-7 position, encompassing various different roles. But although Martin started his first team career as a 15-year-old and was marked out as a rising star even before he joined Stromgoodset at the age of 10, he didn't have any experience of captaincy at that young age. The first team I ever played for was my local side, Dramenstrong, Martin explains. I was one of the talented ones, I would say, but there were a few of us. In fact, me and one other guy stood out, my best mate actually. He played until the under-19s age group. He played at the same club as me where I turned professional, Stromgoodset. But then he stopped after that. He carried on playing, but only for fun, not as a professional. But he was a good player when we were young. We're still in touch now. He's my best mate, so I speak to him all the time. But despite attracting national headlines at Dramenstrong, while still just six or seven, and clearly a major player at the club, he was never handed the armband. No, I was never captain at that first club, he reveals. It's a funny story, really, because my dad was the coach, and he would always change the captain so that everybody had a turn and got to experience it. But he would never pick me for it. It was because I was his son that he didn't choose me. So every other player did it, and not me. To be honest, I didn't mind. I didn't especially want to be captain. It wasn't really important to me. But now I think it's funny that he always changed captain, but it was never me. Martin said he also learned about working with others as part of a team when he played bandy as a youngster. 
Essentially, an 11-a-side version of ice hockey, but with a ball instead of a puck. Bandy was a popular sport where he grew up in Norway, but he admits it was a short-term fascination. Football was always his number one priority, and he devoted all his time to it. It soon paid off. Martin went from Dramenstrong to Stromgutset to, at the age of 16, Real Madrid. Loan spells at Heerenveen and Vitesse Arnhem in the Netherlands and Real Sociedad in Spain followed before he joined us, initially on loan in January 2021. He was made club captain at the start of last season, but that wasn't the first time he had led a team. He's been skipper of the Norway national team since March 2021, so it wasn't completely new to him at Arsenal. And anyway, he says his good relationship with the rest of the squad made the initial months easier. I would say I'm quite close to most of the players, he says. Maybe Moel Nenny, I would say, is one of my closer friends in the team. But it's hard to say just one, because it's a really good group here now. I connect with all of them, basically. There is a good atmosphere in the dressing room with all the players and the staff, too. We have quite a lot of gatherings, team barbecues and things like that, and people bring their kids, their wives, so we all know each other's families as well. I think that's really important to build a team. There's a great spirit within the whole club. For example, Bukayo lives quite near to me, so we'll get together to watch football or things like that. We're friends off the pitch as well. Creating a strong unity and team spirit has been a key part of Mikel Arteta's ethos ever since taking over as manager nearly four years ago, and Martin agrees that it's part of his job as captain to help with that. Bringing together a dressing room with multiple ages, backgrounds and languages demands a special skill, but is essential, according to our number eight and comes with its own benefits. I definitely think it's important to have that diversity in a team, he states. It's good to connect people from different areas, learn from each other and get a variety of views. We're a young team here, lots of players of a similar age, but we've got some experienced players too, and that's really important for them to pass on their knowledge of situations and have different reference points. Already, throughout my whole career, even from a young age, I've always played alongside people from different places and backgrounds. It's always nice to see those different cultures, learning more from different ways of thinking, different mentalities and approach. You can learn a lot from that, how they look at life, and the more you know about that, the more you can add to your own personality. Through football I've picked up some languages too. I speak Spanish and a bit of Dutch, because I played there for a while. You learn some other words from being in the dressing room too. I've picked up a bit of Portuguese from the Brazilian players, and it's quite similar to Spanish anyway. The players ask me about life in Norway too, he adds. The main thing they seem to think about Norway is that it's always cold. They're shocked when I tell them it's warm in the summer, and I like to spend my summers there. That seems to be what we talk about most often, to be fair. So what elements does Martin believe are the most important in creating a successful team environment? And what qualities does he as captain look to instill? For sure you have to fight for each other, he says. For me that's the most important ingredient. You have to work for yourself, but also work for your teammates. You have to stay together every single day. Even more so in today's football, you see that the team unit needs to function a lot more than in the past. I think there was more room for individuals in football previously compared to now. And in the modern game, You can't do anything if you don't have all 11 players absolutely working their socks off. Maybe a few years back you could have had room in the team for one or two luxury players. But in today's football, 
That's just impossible. You need the whole team working, the whole team pulling the same way, and the rest of the squad as well. The staff too all do their best and work for the team too. For me, that's the key to success in the modern game. As Martin says, it's not just the 11 on the pitch putting in the work. As captain, he's increasingly seen what goes on behind the scenes and has been more involved in other aspects of the club. Yes, that's a big part of it, he agrees. In fact, it's crucial, and I've been more aware of that since being captain. Everybody just sees us on the pitch, but there are so many people behind us. The work they do, how much they put into everything to help us perform. And not just that, the vibe and environment around the club and dressing room has to be right, and everyone plays a part in that. From the kit men and the guys that work at the training ground, everything they create is so important for the team to function. We all spend so much time together, so it needs to be good, and I have to say at this club, it's unbelievable. That positive environment and sense of togetherness doesn't happen by chance though. The players embark on several team bonding exercises throughout the year, and one such project recently really caught Martin's imagination. The one we did on pre-season tour in America was amazing. I loved it, he grins. We split up into smaller groups and had to make movie trailers together. Mikel told us we had to go away and make a movie about the team and work together on that. I was in a group with Moel Nenny. He was the producer and he got really, really into it. He was on fire. I hadn't seen him so pumped up about something before. It was a lot of fun to make and helped you focus on something else while we were away on tour together. We do a lot of things like this that really help bring us together as a group and you enjoy doing it too. Some of the trailers we made were great as well, to be fair. Martin's teams. Martin began his football life with his local team, Dramenstrong, where his father, now a manager in the Norwegian top flight, was coach. From there, he moved to Stromgodset at the age of 10, consistently playing above his age groups, and made his first team debut for them aged 15 years and 118 days, the youngest player in the history of the Norwegian league. He signed for Real Madrid a year later and went into the reserves, Real Madrid-Castilla, for three seasons, under the management of Zinedine Zidane. At this time, he spent one and a half seasons on loan with Heerenveen in the Eredivisie, then was back in Holland with Vitesse on loan in 2018-2019. The next season, he was with Real Sociedad, then started season 2020-2021 with Real Madrid, before joining us on loan halfway through that season. The move was made permanent in the summer of 2021. Community Voice Name, Sunny Project, Premier League Kicks Accessible Drop-In Sessions Available to Primary School Children with Accessible Needs From 5 to 11 years old Age 11 Location Fridays at Arsenal Hub From 5 to 6pm For more information contact Luke Howard Accessibility Coordinator L. Howard at arsenal.co.uk. As we celebrate International Week of the Deaf, we've decided to spotlight one of our brilliant participants, Sunny. Sunny is autistic and deaf, and a regular participant in our accessible Premier League kicks drop in sessions, which he's found hugely beneficial in so many ways. 
We asked Sonny's mother for her perspective on his growth and development. We heard about this special session with Luke Coward from Laycock Primary School, where Sonny had enjoyed a similar session. Sonny has complex additional needs. He feels overwhelmed and excited to watch a big match in the stadium, for example. After attending his regular sessions for many years, as his mother, I feel he is much more confident and he is more flexible to cope with challenging situations. The coaches from Arsenal in the community are always friendly, professional and helpful. We feel lucky that we are able to take part in sessions run by them. It makes such a difference to Sonny. Luke is the person we have dealt with most and he is very friendly, motivated and professional. Every child and parent loves working with him. Furthermore, other coaches such as Oliver and Daisy are equally as good at managing children. We've now been fortunate enough to watch Premier League matches at Emirates Stadium, played on the Emirates pitch, received generous gifts from the staff at Arsenal in the community, and Sonny has also made lots of amazing friends. It's been very important because he has developed his skills in communication and social interaction as well as becoming more confident. It's changed Sonny so much in a positive way. He loves football and he really enjoys attending the sessions on Fridays. As his mother, I can't believe how passionate Sonny is now about football. He reads the news every day. He wants to get involved and take part in everything he can get his hands on. It's amazing to see how knowledge of the game and his confidence have grown. Given that Sonny is a child with complex additional needs, it's a huge challenge to fulfil his usual daily life. However, the development and skills through being with Arsenal in the community have allowed him to cope with his life smoothly and peacefully. His social behaviours are improving and he's shown positive progress in all walks of his life. I know Sonny will grow into a better person each day he attends the sessions. Being a part of Arsenal is special and we always feel lucky to take part in their events. Sonny feels very proud to represent the badge. We meet a lot of parents with children like Sonny and it's encouraging to connect and give advice to one another. We would definitely encourage anyone to take part in these activities because they are designed to help children develop and increase their confidence. Arsenal do a great job in ensuring that there is a session for everyone, regardless of what condition or needs they may have. International Week of the Deaf International Week of the Deaf is an initiative of the WFD, the World Federation of the Deaf and was first launched in 1958 in Rome, Italy. It is celebrated annually by the global deaf community on the last week of September each year to commemorate the same month the First World Congress of the WFD was held. International Week of the Deaf is celebrated through various activities by the respective deaf communities worldwide. The activities call for participation and involvement of various stakeholders, including families, peers, governmental bodies, professional sign language interpreters and organisations of persons with disabilities. Foundation Voice, Arsenal Acts. The Arsenal Foundation has for many years helped fund pedal power, 
a North London cycling club for people with disabilities that runs sessions at Emirates Stadium and in Finsbury Park. Nina, 58, tells us how it has helped her. I was born in Munich, but have lived in London since 1988. I used to be a yoga teacher and worked in a cinema, but then I had a serious accident and broke my back and my pelvis. I had several operations, got PTSD and lost my job. I'm still working on recovering physically and mentally. The life I had disappeared, and I'm still figuring out who I am now and what I can do with my life. Joe, the founder of Pedal Power, happens to be my next-door neighbour. I loved cycling before my accident, but I couldn't see a way to get back on my bike afterwards. I couldn't even go near my bike at home. Joe suggested that I come along to Pedal Power. They have so many specialist bikes that she was sure there would be one I could use. It was in August 2020, 18 months after my accident. Someone rolled out a recumbent tricycle and showed me how to get into it. They rode alongside me for a little while and then I went off by myself. I don't know how to describe to you how happy I felt. To feel the wind in my face, to be in motion under my own steam again. That sense of freedom. Maybe you remember the feeling as a kid when you get your first bite and the world is your oyster. It was the first time I experienced joy since my accident. The first time I didn't feel helpless. I only managed a couple of laps, but I was already looking forward to next time. The sessions are an hour long and take place at Emirates Stadium on Thursday mornings and at the running track in Finsbury Park on Tuesday mornings and Saturday afternoons from February until the end of November. Over time, I worked my way up to using a two-wheeler and finally my own bike. I spent many months going every week and eventually got back to cycling on the road. I started volunteering at Pedal Power in January 2021. I wanted to give a little back, but I got much more from volunteering than I gave. I help on the reception desk, welcoming people and filling in the register, answering questions and trying to help things run smoothly. I enjoy it very much. For me, pedal power enabled me to get to enjoy cycling again, restoring a little freedom to my life. It changed my outlook as well. I had never had any contact with people with learning disabilities before, and it broadened my horizons. It was a lifeline to a way back into the world for me, both as a participant and as a volunteer. It's also a lesson in mindfulness. When you see that look of pure joy on the face of a person whose wheelchair is strapped to the front of a bicycle flying along the track, it becomes obvious that there really is only the present moment and you have a choice whether to experience it fully or bury it under your thoughts and fears and regrets. It has helped me to remember to choose joy and that is probably the biggest gift it has given me. For more information, visit pedalpowercc.org. Academy Young Gun, Zach Schwey. The Basics. Born London, March 17th, 2007. Joined 25th of the 3rd, 2022. Height and weight, 6 foot 4, 79 kilograms. Position, central midfielder. School, Eton College. Number, 104. Rate yourself out of 100. 
pace 70, dribbling 78, passing 83, shooting 74, defending 70, physical 75. I grew up in the Ladbroke Grove area of West London and I've lived there my whole life. My father is Nigerian and my mother is half Spanish and half Indian. When I was younger, my mum would sign me up for a lot of activities like dance, drumming, tennis and football. Then I started to get older, I developed more of a passion for football and that took over. By the time I was 10, football was my main priority. I went to Eton College, a famous boarding school attended by the likes of Prince Harry and Boris Johnson. It was a challenging but eye-opening experience. Everyone there is driven academically and a lot is expected from you. The biggest takeaway from Eton was balancing my priorities. I had to make time for football and education. This became more important when I sat my GCSEs in the summer. The first few months were tough, but playing football after school helped me to relax and enjoy myself better. I learned a lot about myself during that period because it wasn't easy living away from home at a young age. Luckily, I had my teammate Daniel Oyatunde at Eton with me, and it's great to see us both together at Arsenal now. I tried to model my game on Sergio Busquets. He plays the same position as me and can dictate tempo at the highest level. He's a Rolls-Royce of a player. At the age of seven, I joined my first team called Chiswick Youth. After two years there, I was bouncing around clubs in London with stints at Hamwell FC and Focus Football. The last club I was at before I joined an academy was London Colney Colts, where my current teammates Alexi Royas, Seb Ferdinand and Amari Benjamin played. I first got scouted at 13 in a showcase game. This is where you pay a fee and you get to play in front of multiple scouts from different clubs around the country looking for talented young footballers. I played very well that day and was approached by several clubs, including Tottenham, Fulham, Norwich City and Leighton Orient. I decided to go on trial at Spurs. Due to the coronavirus lockdown, my trial was split into two parts. However, I'd say the lockdown helped me to focus and train properly. Every single day I was in my garden, practising hard, and I used that period as an opportunity to develop my abilities. After the lockdown ended, Spurs decided to officially sign me. I was only there for just over a year, until we both decided that it'd be better if I moved on from the club. Shortly after, Arsenal showed an interest in me and offered me a trial. Initially, I was nervous, because I just wanted to find a club where I could settle and play my football. Within five weeks, I got my decision to sign, and I was so relieved and joined just before my 15th birthday. A year later, I got even better news when they confirmed that I would be getting my scholarship. That was a great day, because I worked so hard and played very well in the lead-up to it. My first time at London Colney was an eventful one, as I got lost in the building. I had to ask members of staff where to go because it's so much bigger than Hale End. It's a fantastic facility and it is surreal when you see the likes of Saka, Odegaard, Rice and Arteta around the building. But after a while it becomes normal and I'm comfortable around them now. One of my best experiences since I've been at Colney is training with the first team. The tempo and intensity are a whole new level. There would be long periods where I would barely touch the ball and the running was crazy, but it was a great experience and an eye-opener into first-team football. Work under Jack Wilshire has been brilliant, to say the least. He's a centre-mid like me and he's someone who's played at the top level. 
He's played in big Champions League games and cup finals and represented his country at the World Cup. With the knowledge and experience he's got playing under the likes of Arsene Wenger and sharing the pitch with Iniesta, Busquets and Messi, it's always a blessing to hear from him because he understands the journey that each and every single one of us is on at this point of our lives. He always demands a high level from us and I know that I can develop my game under him. This season I want to add more attacking threat to my game. As a central midfielder, a lot of your work is predicted on controlling the tempo and winning battles, but attacking contributions are so important now, so I'd like to increase my goals and assists like the best midfielders in the world do. Before each game, I say my prayers, but I do have a little pre-match playlist, and it's mainly American rappers who get me hyped up before the game. It features the likes of Drake, Gunner, Lil Baby, Lil Durk and others. Around the academy, Benjamin, great to be back scoring goals. Arsenal under-18 striker Amari Benjamin was pleased to be back among the goals after our 2-2 draw away with Reading in the under-18s Premier League on Saturday, September 16th. On his first start for the under-18s this season, Benjamin marked his return from injury in perfect style by opening the scoring after 10 minutes. Seb Ferdinand doubled our lead from the spot early in the second half, but two quick-fire penalties from the hosts saw us leave Bearwood Park with just a point. On the performance, Benjamin said, In the first half, we showed our quality. We dominated the ball and played our way. However, in the second half, some decisions didn't go our way, and I think that impacted the final result. Despite only leaving with a point, Benjamin was delighted to notch his first of the season on his return to the squad. Scoring a goal felt great because I've been out for such a long time. When the ball hit the back of the net, it was a top feeling and hopefully there are more goals to come for the rest of the season. The UEFA Youth League Our return to the Champions League means an exciting reintroduction to the UEFA Youth League. The group stage draw mirrors the Champions League draw for the senior team. Therefore, our under-19s will face PSV, Sevilla and Lon in the group stage, with the fixtures being played on the same day as the men's first team, but taking place in the early afternoon. By the time you read this, we'll know our fate in the first match that took place at Boreham Wood on Wednesday against PSV. The last time our young gunners played in the UEFA Youth League was in the 2016-2017 season. Our best run in the competition saw us reach the quarter-final in 2013-2014, but we were narrowly beaten by Barcelona. Sevilla competed last season, but failed to make it out of their group. Their best finishes came in 2016-2017 and 2021-2022, where they reached the round of 16, but were knocked out by Atletico Madrid and PSG respectively. PSV were last in the competition in the 2018-2019 season, with their best performances coming in 2015-2016 and 2016-2017, when they reached the round of 16, but fell to both Roma and Benfica on penalties respectively. Finally, as for Lon, this season will be their first ever experience of the UEFA Youth League. The full fixtures are as follows, all times UK. Match day one. Arsenal under-19s versus PSV Eindhoven under-19s. Wednesday, September 20th, kick-off, 1pm. Venue, Meadow Park. 
Match day two. RC Lon under 19s versus Arsenal under 19s. Tuesday, October 3rd. Kickoff, 1 pm. Venue, Stade Francois Blin. Match day three. Sevilla under 19s versus Arsenal under 19s. Tuesday, October 24th. Kickoff, 1 pm. Venue, Estadio Jesus Navas. Match day four. Arsenal under 19s versus Sevilla under 19s. Wednesday, November 8th. Kickoff, 2 pm. Venue, Meadow Park. Match day five. Arsenal under 19s versus RC Lon under 19s. Wednesday, November 29th. Kickoff, 1 pm. Venue, Meadow Park. Match day six. PSV Eindhoven under 19s versus Arsenal under 19s. Tuesday, December 12th. Kickoff, 1 pm. Venue, PSV Campus de Hurtgan. Knockout phase playoffs will take place on February 6th and 7th. Round of 16 on February 27th and 28th. Quarterfinals on March 12th and 13th. Semi-finals on April 19th. And the final on April 22nd. Loaned lads getting minutes. A number of our academy and youth players out on loan this season saw significant action last weekend. In the championship, Charlie Patino played 82 minutes in Swansea's 2-0 derby defeat at Cardiff City. Brooke Norton Cuffey also tasted defeat for Millwall at the New Den, 3-0 to Leeds United in a match in which he played the full 90 minutes. In League One, Nathan Butler Oyadeji came on in the 78th minute as Cheltenham Town lost 1-0 to top of the table Exeter City. However, Omar Rekic fared better for Wigan Athletic, playing 78 minutes in their 2-1 home victory over Cambridge United. In League 2, Mauro Bandera and Arthur Oconquo were both unused substitutes for Colchester United and Wrexham respectively. Colchester drew 1-1 at home to Mansfield and Wrexham beat Grimsby 3-0 at home. Arthur is currently understudy to Mark Howard for the Welsh team, an Arsenal Academy graduate himself, who started his scholarship way back in season 2001-2002. In the FA Cup second qualifying round, Billy Vigor started as Eastbourne Borough lost 1-0 to local rivals Worthing, and lastly, Catalin Kierjan was an unused substitute as Rapid Bucharest drew 0-0 with Otterlaw. Arsenal Women AFC for KCC Kyra Cooney-Cross has joined Arsenal on a permanent deal. The 21-year-old Australia international midfielder was previously with Hammarby in Sweden. Born in Hurston, Australia, a suburb of Brisbane in Queensland, Kyra began her professional career at Melbourne Victory, where she made her competitive debut at the age of just 15. She went on to make 44 appearances for Melbourne Victory across two spells with the club, either side of a season-long stint at Western Sydney Wanderers in the 2019-20 season. She won the Australian League title in 2020-21 and 2021-22 with Melbourne Victory. A move to Hammerby IF in the Swedish Damalsvenskan followed in 2022, with Kyra making 30 appearances for the club and helping the team to win the Swedish Cup in the 2022-23 season. 
At international level, Kyra made her Australia debut versus Denmark in June 2021 and has now amassed 39 caps for her country. She played a key role in Australia's run to the semi-finals of the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup, starting all seven of the Matildas matches as they finished fourth in front of home supporters. I'm so excited to join this club said Kyra, who joins fellow Matildas Steph Catley and Caitlin Ford at the club. Arsenal just felt right as soon as I heard about the interest. I'm really looking forward to experiencing the atmosphere at Emirates Stadium in front of a big crowd for our first game there this season. I can't wait to get started and help us achieve something big together. Jonas Eideval added, Kyra is one of the best young players in world football and we are delighted to have brought her to Arsenal. Her passing ability and explosiveness allow her to affect games in a way you rarely see from such a young player, so we firmly believe she will be an excellent addition to our midfield, now and in the future. Kyra will wear the number 32 shirt for the Gunners. Bristol game moved for TV. The fixture details for our Barclays Women's Super League clash away at Bristol City have been confirmed following broadcast selections. We will travel to Ashton Gate to take on newly promoted Bristol City on Sunday, October 22nd, with kickoff set for 6.45pm. The match will be broadcast live on Sky Sports. Tickets are now on general sale for this fixture and season ticket holders will be able to purchase two tickets per membership number during the priority window. Our last trip to Bristol City came in April 2021 when we ran out 4-0 winners thanks to a Vivian Maydema brace and goals from Danielle van der Donk and Beth Mead. Kelly's back We are delighted to confirm that Kelly Smith has joined us as assistant coach. Our legendary former striker spent time with us in a coaching capacity during the second half of the 2022-23 season and will now return as assistant coach for the upcoming campaign, working with our attacking players. Widely regarded as one of the finest footballers ever to play the game, Kelly won five league titles and five FA Cups across three different spells with us. She was also part of the Gunners team that won the 2007 UEFA Women's Cup, now the Champions League. In total, Kelly scored 130 goals in 156 appearances in Arsenal Colours. She also spent time playing in the USA and won over 100 caps for England, helping the team to second place at the UEFA European Championship in 2009. I grew up an Arsenal fan and was fortunate enough to play for the club for a number of years, so I'm delighted to be back in this capacity. It's a dream come true for me to be back in this environment, said Kelly. I'm really excited to be working with the attacking players in the squad and I want to draw on my experience both at Arsenal and across the game to contribute to us achieving our goals together. Subscribe to the programme. There will be a matchday programme produced for every Arsenal women home fixture this season, packed full of exclusive interviews and features direct from the first team dressing room. The programme is priced at £3, but we also offer a subscription service. The only team in the WSL to offer this service, meaning you will get every home issue delivered direct to your door, usually before the match. 
Scan the QR code on the Arsenal Women's page of the programme or go directly to our Matchday programme sales shop where you will see the subscription offer. You can also buy individual issues for every match too. Liverpool tickets selling fast. As of Wednesday, September the 20th, we had sold over 45,000 tickets for our opening Women's Super League fixture of this season against Liverpool next Sunday. If you want to be part of another amazing Arsenal Women Emirates experience, head to arsenal.com to purchase yours. Conti Cup Defence We have been drawn in Group D of the 2023-24 FA Continental Tyres League Cup. Our Group D opponents will be Bristol City, Reading, Southampton and Tottenham Hotspur. We will play two home games and two away games across the group stage. Arsenal are the most successful team in the competition's history and we lifted the trophy for the sixth time last season, beating Chelsea 3-1 at Selhurst Park. We also won the previous incarnation of the League Cup a record ten times before the introduction of the Continental Cup in 2011. Full fixture details including dates, venues and kick-off times will be confirmed in due course. Visitors Tottenham Hotspur Today's visitors formed 1882 Home Tottenham Hotspur Stadium 62,850 Owners ENIC International Limited Honours League Champions Twice FA Cup Winners Eight Times League Cup Winners Four Times Cup Winners Cup Winners Once UEFA Cup Winners Twice POTY 2022-23, Harry Kane. Most appearances, Steve Perryman, 854, 1969-86. Most goals, Harry Kane, 280, 2009-23. Famous fans, Adele, musician, Tom Holland, actor, Kenneth Branagh, actor, Alan Sugar, businessman, Michael McIntyre, comedian, Ben Stokes, cricketer. Ange Postikoglu, head coach. Born 27th of August 1965, Athens, Greece. Previously, South Melbourne, 1996-2000. Australia, under-17s, 2000-2005. Australia, under-20, 2000-2007. Panahaiki, 2008. Whittlesea Zebras, 2009. Brisbane Roar. 2009 to 12 Melbourne Victory 2012 to 13 Australia 2013 to 17 Yokohama F Marinos 2018 to 21 Celtic 2021 to 23 Relatively unknown on these shores when he was appointed a Celtic manager in the summer of 2021 and won 5 of the 6 domestic trophies available including back-to-back Scottish Premiership titles, to earn himself the top job at Tottenham, where he has already made his presence felt, scooping the Premier League's Manager of the Month award for August. Born in Greece, but raised in Melbourne, Australia, he led the Socceroos for four years, during which they won the 2015 Asian Cup and qualified for the 2018 World Cup. 
Tottenham enter the North London derby still buzzing from last weekend's dramatic late comeback win against Sheffield United. The two goals scored deep into stoppage time by Richarlison and Dejan Kulazewski, enabling them to transform a shock home defeat into a stunning victory, one that maintained their unbeaten start to the new Premier League season. This is a very new look Spurs side, gone as England captain and record goalscorer Harry Kane to Bayern Munich. Gone too as manager Antonio Conte, replaced by former Australia head coach Ange Postacoglu, fresh from a treble winning season with Celtic. Several of the first choice players from last season have either been sold or marginalised, and most of the new arrivals have settled in well, providing grounds for genuine optimism. That said, Spurs have already been knocked out of one competition this season, falling at the first hurdle of the Carabao Cup to Fulham on penalties. This is also the first season since 2009-10 that they have not qualified for European football. So, between now and the end of the year, the only matches they will play are in the Premier League. The fact that Tottenham have only the league on which to focus could prove beneficial in their eternal quest to become champions of England again. That has only happened twice, the last time in their famous double-winning season of 1960-61. It is over 15 years since they last won a major trophy, the 2007-8 League Cup. Last Saturday's last gasp triumph against Sheffield United was Spurs' fourth Premier League win in a row, the only points they have dropped so far coming on the opening weekend when they drew 2-2 at Brentford. They then won their first home game 2-0 against Manchester United before posting bank-to-bank wins on the road at Bournemouth 2-0 and Burnley 5-2. It has been a more than promising start and one they will be eager to prolong. Number 13. Guglielmo Vicario Born Udine Italy, 7th of October 1996. Previously, Udinese, Fontana Fredda, Loan, Venezia, Cagliari, Perugia, on loan, Empoli. Tottenham's new first-choice goalkeeper, replacing the long-serving Hugo Lloris, 26-year-old Guglielmo is a relative latecomer to top-tier football, having had just two full seasons as a regular starter in Italy's Serie A for Empoli. Although still uncapped by Italy, the £20 million man's strong start to life at Spurs earned him a call-up by new Azzurri coach Luciano Spalletti earlier this month. Number 17. Cristian Romero, born Cordoba, Argentina, 27th of April 1998. Previously, Belgrano, Genoa, Juventus, Atalanta. Christian originally joined Spurs on a season-long loan from Atalanta in 2021 before signing a permanent deal a year later. A tough, resilient centre-back, he was voted Serie A Defender of the Year before going on to help Argentina win the Copa America in Brazil and the World Cup in Qatar. He has already scored two Premier League goals this season, thus trebling his all-time tally. Number 37. Mickey van der Ven Born, Vorme, Netherlands, 19th of April 2001. Previously, Volendam, Wolfsburg. A highly promising Dutch central defender, 
Mickey captained the Netherlands at this year's European Under-21 Championship after an exceptional season in the German Bundesliga, where he started 33 of Wolfsburg's 34 matches and particularly impressed with his exceptional speed. Tall and authoritative too, he joined Spurs in August and has started all of their first six matches. Number 38. Destiny Odogi, born Verona, Italy, 28th of November 2002, previously Verona Udinese. A dynamic left-back, Italy under-21 international destiny was signed by Spurs in the summer of 2022, but immediately returned to Udinese on loan. He scored eight goals in 68 Serie A appearances for the team from northeast Italy and has made a promising start to his Premier League career, starting all of Tottenham's first five Premier League games in preference to Ben Davis. Number 8. Yves Bissouma, born Isia, Ivory Coast, 30th of August 1996. Previously, Rail Bomoko, Lille, Brighton. Eve struggled for fitness and form last season after joining Tottenham in a £30 million transfer from Brighton, where he had excelled in four Premier League campaigns, but he has begun the new Postacoglu era with a bang, earning rave reviews for his dominant performances in the heart of the Spurs midfield. Although he was born in the Ivory Coast, the 27-year-old plays international football for Mali. Number 10 James Madison, born Coventry, 23rd of November 1996, previously Coventry, Norwich, Aberdeen, on loan, Leicester. Tottenham's highest-profile summer recruit, England international James, joined from Leicester, where he spent five seasons, scoring 55 goals in 203 games and winning the 2021 FA Cup, but suffering relegation last season. His missed penalty in a home draw against Everton proving crucial. An impressive first month at Spurs earned the midfield schema the Premier League Player of the Month award for August. Number 7. Song Hyung Min Born Cheongcheon, South Korea, 8th of July 1992 Previously Hamburg, Bayer Leverkusen Widely recognised as one of Asia's finest ever footballers, the speedy, two-footed South Korea international joined Spurs from Bayern Leverkusen in 2015 and has become a huge success. Now 31, he was the Premier League's joint top marksman in 2021-22 with 23 goals and, as the new club captain, opened his 2023-24 account with a hat-trick in the recent 5-2 victory at Burnley. Number 21. Dejan Kulazewski Born Stockholm, Sweden, 25th of April 2000. Previously, Atalanta, Parma on loan, Juventus, Parma on loan. Tall, powerful and skillful, and the scorer of last weekend's late match-winning strike against Sheffield United, Dayan has been a revelation since joining Spurs on loan from Juventus in January 2022, finally agreeing a permanent deal in June. Born to Macedonian parents in Stockholm, the 23-year-old is now a regular Sweden international with 32 caps, having represented his country at Euro 2020, 2023-2024 stat pack. Premier League, Arsenal vs Tottenham Hotspur. Match facts and total cards. 
Arsenal have won four of their last five Premier League games against Tottenham, lost one, as many victories as they had in their previous 16 against them, drawn six, lost six, yellow card six, red card one. Tottenham have won just one of their last 30 Premier League away games against Arsenal, drawn 11, lost 18, and are winless in 12, drawn 4, lost 8, since a 3-2 victory in November 2010. Yellow cards 17, red cards 0. Goals, Arsenal 9, Spurs 13. Expected goals, Arsenal 9.3, Spurs 9.5. Goals conceded, Arsenal 4, Spurs 5. Expected goals against, Arsenal 4, Spurs 7. Clean sheets, Arsenal 2, Spurs 2. Shots, Arsenal 78, Spurs 101. Average possession, Arsenal 66.2%, Spurs 61.2%. Shot conversion rate, Arsenal 11.5%, Spurs 12.9%. Points gained after trailing. Arsenal 4, Spurs 7. Points dropped after leading. Arsenal 2, Spurs 2. Goal times. 0-15, Arsenal scored 0, conceded 1. Spurs scored 1, conceded 1. 16-30, Arsenal scored 2, conceded 1. Spurs scored two, conceded one. 31 to 45. Arsenal scored one, conceded nil. Spurs scored two, conceded one. 46 to 60. Arsenal scored one, conceded nil. Spurs scored two, conceded nil. 61 to 75. Arsenal scored three, conceded nil. Spurs scored three, conceded one. 76 to 90, Arsenal scored 2, conceded 2, Spurs scored 3, conceded 1. Scouting report by Adrian Clark. Tactics. Tottenham Hotspur lineup in a 4-2-3-1 under new head coach Ange Postacoglu, but in possession their shape becomes incredibly fluid. When playing out from the back, the two central defenders split with defensive midfielder Yves Bosuma showing for a pass in central areas. Ahead of him, Spurs regularly invert both fullbacks, Pedro Porro and Destiny Odogu, forming a pattern that looks like a five on a dice. To help them move the ball forward, their two box-to-box midfielders also pull wide to offer a fresh angle. Postacoglu's approach is possession-based, the opposite of predecessor Antonio Conte, and the patterns of play he works on are built around creating overloads and finding space. This style change has seen Spurs increase the number of successful passes they make inside the opposition half by 67%, leaping from 170 to 283.8 per match. Style of play Postacoglu has revolutionised Tottenham Hotspur's mindset. No longer a deep-lying, reactive, counter-attacking side, they have quickly become a proactive team full of individuals who are comfortable receiving the ball in tight areas. They want to form neat triangles and attack with numbers. 
Seven Premier League clubs had more touches inside the opposition box than Tottenham in 2022-23, but they currently lead the way with 46 per 90 minutes, a figure that's double what they averaged last season. Runners in between full-backs and central defenders have also been a theme of Spurs' season so far. In this North London derby, they will try to test us with bursts from deep. Strengths A lot of what Tottenham produce right now goes through rejuvenated central midfielder Bissouma, a player reborn under the Australian head coach. A lot of build-up play revolves around the former Brighton and Hove Albion stars' quality in possession. Just three top-flight midfielders have enjoyed more touches than the 27-year-old. Pesuma has also been superb at regaining the ball. No midfielder has made more interceptions, and he ranks joint second for tackles made. As a collective, Tottenham's strength is undoubtedly their fluency as an attacking entity. Transformed from a side that lacked ideas, they are now ranked second in the division for open play shots, 55, and open play goals, 8. Weaknesses Switching to such an adventurous style has understandably led to Tottenham being vulnerable to opposition attacks. From turnovers, they have been stretched, especially in the wide areas, with opponents creating plenty of goal-scoring opportunities against them. In total, 13 Premier League teams have faced fewer shots than Spurs, with goalkeeper Guglielmo Vicario making 20 saves across his first five appearances. Just five stoppers have been busier across the early weeks. Key man, summer signing James Madison, is revelling in his role as chief creative playmaker. Given a licence to roam, the former Leicester City talisman is performing with verve, energy and high levels of confidence. No Premier League player has entered the opposition penalty area with the ball more often than the England international, 71, who has fired off 16 shots already for his new club. Keeping Madison quiet will not be the sole responsibility of Declan Rice, but their duel promises to be a high-class affair. There are three photographs with this report in the print version of the programme. The large main photograph has the caption, Dejan Kolozeski celebrates his late winner last weekend. The first of the two smaller photographs has the caption, Midfielder Eve Vasuma has started strongly. The second has the caption, Madison has already scored twice for his new team. Match action. UEFA Champions League. Wednesday, September 20th, 8pm. Emirates Stadium. Arsenal 4, Saka 8, Trossard 20, Assist Saka, Jesus 38, Assist Trossard, Odegaard 70, Assist Nelson. PSV Eindhoven 0. Match stats. Expected goals. AFC 2.41. PSV 0.57. Shots on target, AFC 8, PSV 4. Hit woodwork, AFC 0, PSV 0. Possession, AFC 59%, PSV 41%. Completed passes, AFC 520, PSV 333. Corners, AFC 4, P.
PSV 4. Tackles 1. AFC 5. PSV 11. Offsides AFC 3. PSV 1. Yellow cards AFC 1. PSV 3. Red cards AFC 0. PSV 0. Key moments 8. Saka tucks home the opener after Odegaard's shot was saved. 20. Trossard finishes first time from outside the area from a Saka cross. 38. Jesus controls then smashes home Trossard's cross. 70. Odegaard cracks his low shot into the corner from 20 yards out. Match facts. We started a UEFA Champions League campaign with a win on MD1 for the first time since 2013 2-1 versus Marseille. This is our biggest opening match victory in the competition since 2010-11, 6-0 versus Sporting Braga. This was PSV's heaviest defeat in the UEFA Champions League since September 2018, when they also lost 0-4 to Barcelona. Quotes Mikel Arteta We enjoyed it. From the first moment we went for it. We were really good in both boxes, and when you do that in the Champions League, you have a chance. Box to box, there are still a lot of things we can improve, but in the boxes, I thought we were very good. Teams For Arsenal, manager Mikel Arteta. Shirt, red with white sleeves. Shorts, white. Socks, white. One, Aaron Ramsdale, goalkeeper. 2. William Saliba. 4. Ben White. 5. Thomas Partey. 6. Gabriel Margales. 7. Bukayo Saka. 8. Martin Odegaard. 9. Gabriel Jesus. 10. Emil Smith-Rowe. 11. Gabriel Martinelli. 12. Urian Timber. 14. Eddie Nketiah. 15. Jakub Kivio. 17. Cedric Suarez. 18. Takahiro Tomiyasu. 19. Leandro Trossard. 20. Giorgino. 21. Fabio Vieira. 22. David Rea, goalkeeper. 24. Rhys Nelson. 25. Mohamed Elneny. 29. Kai Havertz. 31. Carl Hein, goalkeeper. 33. Arthur Okonkwo, goalkeeper. 35. Alexandra Zinchenko. 41. Declan Rice. For Tottenham Hotspur, manager Ange Postacoglu. Shirt white, shorts blue, socks blue. 1. Hugo Lortz, goalkeeper. 4. Oliver Skip. 5. Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. 7. Hyung Min Song. 8. Eve Visuma. 9. Richarlison. 10. James Madison. 11. Brian Gill. 12. Emerson Royal. 13. Guglielmo Vicalo, goalkeeper. 14. Ivan Perisic. 15. Eric Dyer. 17. Christian Romero. 18. Giovanni Locelso. 19. Ryan Sassignon. 20. Fraser Forster, goalkeeper. 21. Dejan Kolozeski. 22. Brennan Johnson. 23. Pedro Porro. 27. Mana Solomon. 
29. Papa Mata Sa. 30. Rodrigo Bantanco. 33. Ben Davis. 35. Ashley Phillips. 36. Alejo Feliz. 37. Mickey Van der Ven. 38. Destiny Odogi. 40. Brandon Austin, goalkeeper. 41. Alfie Weichmann, goalkeeper. Referee, Robert Jones. Assistant referees, Lee Betts, Wade Smith. Fourth official, Michael Salisbury. VAR official, Paul Tierney. Additional VAR official, Harry Leonard. Today's other fixtures, 2pm unless stated. Chelsea vs Aston Villa. Liverpool vs West Ham United. Brighton and Hove Albion vs Bournemouth. Sheffield United vs Newcastle United at 4.30pm. No room for racism. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. for racism anywhere. Arsenal and the rest of the Premier League will not tolerate racism anywhere and we are taking action to combat all forms of discrimination but we can all do more. Challenge it, report it, change it and together we can make a positive impact. Visit premierleague.com forward slash no room for racism to find out more. Hashtag no room for racism. Challenge it, report it, change it. Premier League. Arsenal. Premier League. Premier League. Premier League. The greatest show on earth. Sky Sports. Camden Town Brewery, official beer partner of Arsenal FC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 